Hello, everyone. This is Michael Zupan from BitesizeImpressions.com with another edition of the Greatness Delayed podcast. This is an impromptu edition that was called forth by my buddy Gabriel Galliani, uh, news reporter extraordinaire, I guess. Um, also joining us tonight is my usual co-host, Gustavo. How are you guys? Everything's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's awesome, like in the Lego movie, man. <laughs> Everything is awesome, exactly. but yeah, no, exactly. everything is nothing burning down. It's video right, just give me just one second. Down. I'm gonna post this on uh, I'm gonna post this on Twitter since we're live here. The link is already, is already posted, by the way. And then I need to close some windows so I don't hear ourselves. Okay. These are, are the uh, the live issues that we face sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. Like every time. I posted it on uh, Twitter, Gabe, so you can you can grab it from there. I already did it, man. Okay, great. All right, so uh, normally we, we start this show off by talking about the video games we've been playing, but we're going to take a very different approach tonight because a very huge story has been breaking out today, and I've been doing my best. I've been out most of the day, but yet I have still been dedicated to bringing this to you guys, small details as they've been coming out, and uh, Gabe has also been doing some legwork of his own, but as of the current time, for anybody who is not aware of what's been going on, the video game news discussion website, NeoGAF, everybody knows it, they love it, hate it, whatever, it is a major entity online for the video gaming community to talk about games, to have people who work in the video game industry to reveal information, to talk about certain things that most people don't really know about yet. And uh, the story began, as I wrote on the website earlier today, with a sexual assault allegation being made against Evil Lore, also known as, well, his real life name is Tyler Malka. Uh, and this guy's been at the center of controversy many times, and of those controversies, some were sexual in nature. Um, but just earlier this year, just to kind of show what this website's like in, in, as far as sexual controversies go, there was a moderator on NeoGAF who got in trouble um, basically for being in possession of child pornography. Now, the owner of this website, Tyler Malka, Evil Lore, the rest of the staff had a number of ways in which they could have handled this, but instead they just basically decided to be like, we don't know this guy. Yeah. We don't know him. We don't know there's who he is, problem. even though... There's a problem with that, though, because apparently... Because Mr. Malcolm himself donated $1,000 to this moderator at some point. So everybody's saying, we didn't know this guy personally. Obviously, full of shit, okay? At least, at least Tyler Malcolm was, all right? But anybody who dared to discuss this issue on the NeoGAF forums banned instantly. You know, the threads were locked, shut down, removed, whatever. Now, back to what's going on right now. Um, let's see here. I'm kind of losing myself here. Okay, yeah. Back in like 2012, um, he bragged about grabbing a girl's ass. And when he was pressed about this, his response had pretty much been, hey, you have to consider the context of the situation. It was a big party, blah, 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 blah. He was in Spain at the time. He's like, oh, it's the biggest party of the year. Everybody's drinking, whatever. Um, he just kind of waved off that issue of consent as like, you know, it's, it's just expected. 
Now, this time around, uh, as of a few days ago, he's being implicated in another sexual assault. Now, the uh, allegation was posted by somebody who has been left nameless for the posting of these screenshots from the, the Facebook. The brother the online. Yeah, and um, the brother posted them, the sister, whatever. Um, she wrote, I remember a man who claimed to be my friend going on a road trip to New Orleans. In NOLA, we drank and had fun, and one night we had been drinking in our hotel room, and I got sick. I was throwing up and decided to hop in the shower to feel better. I was surprised when he got into the shower fully naked behind me. I had a boyfriend at the time and didn't think I had given him any reason to believe I wanted this. I don't cheat. So I told him that it wasn't okay, that I was sick, that I had a boyfriend, that I didn't want that. He got out and slowly started resenting me, being mean to me, ignoring me in a city he drove me to. I couldn't wait to get home. I couldn't tell my partner for fear that he would claim I let him on. My relationship with my boyfriend suffered and we broke up soon after that. Um, she goes on basically to say that she couldn't come out about the situation because of all the unknowns. She was scared, you know, which is something is very typical in this situation, especially for somebody who is known so widely online by such a rabid and even toxic community online. So, um, but she had enough. She said she didn't want to be silent anymore. Um, actually what, ha what I also, I saw those posts and then, um, what really caught, I guess caught it was that some her of her friends i guess presumably they replied and saying i'm so sorry like they were offering her support mm -hmm. and then she said like fuck it google evil or yep. yep and I, somebody I, told her stand up and name him anyway time yeah. to take your power back sister and she said at first not right now i don't want to go there and then she said ah fuck it what i didn't and like i that image was actually the first thing that i saw and then what kind of took me by surprise was when Gabe uh, had posted a tweet, like an archive tweet for a deleted thread, and yeah. it was the person's brother, right? Yes. That had made the thread, but it had gotten deleted, is what yes. happened, right? Instantly. And then I was like, yeah. oh, geez, that's... Because it was like the exact same story, because he, he basically quoted from, the, from his sister's Facebook, and then that's when I was like, oh, Jesus, because... Like yesterday, seeing the image was like the first time that I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I hadn't heard of the incident in, in 2012 until today, until like earlier in the in the evening. Yeah, and apparently there's supposed to be a statement coming at some point, but, but Gaff's like overloaded, and Gaff is extremely overloaded. Like Most people along. can't get onto it, and for the people who have been able to access that site at least temporarily, uh, looking at fire. the page of staff. The only admin left at this point now is Evil Lore because people have been jumping ship. Now, I think there has been some other situations, though, where it hasn't been just resignings that have been happening. And I think, Gabe, you have something to say about that. Yeah, sorry, I was posting the link about the mod moderators leaving. Yep. So this is nothing official, but there's, there's some stories going around right now um, regarding that, and apparently, this again, this is all I should say allegedly for saying anything, but allegedly, Evil or tried to convince all the mods that what happened wasn't a, wasn't assault, but it was something. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to read this because it's too fucking crazy for even for me. 
So Lord legitimately tried to convince the mods that it was an assault, but some love triangle thing involving a cult. Okay, they didn't buy it, so they left. This is the story going around in the sub forums right now. Okay. <laughs> And then another one, he's totally blaming the girl, saying she was jealous because of the aforementioned love triangle, whatever the fuck he pulled from his brain. Now, this, although unconfirmed, the sources seem pretty legitimate. So, whatever, man. The thing that I don't understand, though, is that this isn't the first time that this guy has been implicated in very heinous things of a sexual nature. So, you know, 2012 forward, you know, after where he's, you know, uh, bragging about grabbing some girl's ass, that's fine. But once we get to a point where all of a sudden we are in an, in a post Harvey Weinstein gets in trouble world, all of a sudden now it's holy shit, we can't be affiliated with this whatsoever. Let's get the hell out of here. I have a major problem with that. I don't think that evil lore is the only person who really should be having a finger pointed at it. I mean, as far as the sexual assault, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but as far as this whole situation and the complacency and NeoGAF being notorious for having zero, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> transparency. Oh, transparency. Okay. Um, Every single one of these people probably knew. Most of them, at least, anyway. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it wasn't just like, this guy's a mystery to me. I don't talk to this guy at all. Yeah. People had to have known that there were stories like this. And, and, and these are just the two things that we've heard about. I don't want to sit there and say there has to be more. I mean, there doesn't have to be more. But if somebody's comfortable enough to walk into a shower naked behind you, even though you're sick and they know you have a boyfriend and you know, you're just out getting drunk and partying and you think it's okay to just start grabbing people. I, I'm sure I, I'm personally, yeah, the, the, explanation he gave, more. the explanation he, he gave was that basically this girl asked him for a drink and he was like, so I grabbed her ass. So she, she would understand that that was not a target as in, I wasn't there just to buy drinks. Like, what the fuck? He's like the most socially retarded man I've ever I've ever seen, if that's true. Right. And that that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think that makes sense to anyone. And the fact that he's been able to just basically wave this all off for so long is very troubling. Uh, but but Neil Neil has been around like that for for years, man. Like every thread that that doesn't toe the company line, so to speak, gets fucking burninated in seconds. I got like, banned from NeoGAF at one point. I, I don't even know why. Yeah, last last week I, I was following a thread about like uh, what was it? I think it was about the uh, about, it was about Weinstein or Weinstein, whatever the fuck you call him, and basically there were a couple of people disagreeing with Evil or but you know civilized people that they weren't like fuck you you're you're wrong because he posted in the thread and he just started deleting every single thread that 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 was basically you know calling him out yeah and and people got mad and were like oh that ban was totally unnecessary this what banned oh wh why the fuck are there all these guys banned banned like it wasn't a rampage man Right, so, and that's that's not unusual for this website. This website yeah. is notorious for banning people who 
just say things that maybe he doesn't like, you know, for, for whatever reason. I mean, I think the thing that probably got me banned, for example, and I probably talked about this briefly on a podcast a long time ago, but you know, uh, it was when that whole situation with Zoe, Zoe Quinn was going down and you know, her, her ex-boyfriend had basically said, Hey, you slept with so many people in the industry and that's why, you know, you're getting to be known and that's why your game was getting published and put around and whatever. And, um, I basically said that she basically, I think, positioned it as like, oh, it's all lies. And I said, I don't think I really buy her side of the story. Uh, You know, I thought maybe she did try to use sexual favors maybe to, you know, get her game out there and and get it promoted. But um, in that same statement, I said, but that doesn't mean that she deserved any of the harassment that she got. Nobody deserves to get doxxed, to have their information put out online. You know, I was just calling it for how I saw it. Like things don't add up. That guy's story was a little too perfect in order for me to buy that she didn't do any of that. Yeah. But that that's neither here nor there. The the issue at the at that point in time was nobody deserves that kind of harassment. And yet right after that I ended up getting myself banned just because I had an opinion about not siding with Zoe Quinn you know, at the time. You know what it reminds me of? Like I was, I was, uh, there was Josh direct messaging me on, on uh, Skype and you know, he's, uh, he's, he's a pretty, yeah, he's a pretty blunt dude. And it was like, it was right though. It was like, this reminds me of the church. Like they hate the gays and then they're all gays and pedophiles paraphrasing what he said, but it's, it really looks like this. Like, my father used to tell me something. I remember this because I always thought that you see the true, the true nature, nature of a man when he's in, is going through hard times and, and, and difficulties. And my father always objected and always told me, if you want to see the true nature of a man, give him a little bit of power. And I think it's fucking true. Like this social, this socially awkward man thinks he, he can he can just do whatever the fuck he wants and some of the fault should be given also to the to the users to people that you know idolize this this figure he's a fucking nerd like 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 everyone right. every other nerd, nerd. picture of of tyler malka like 98 percent of the pictures that you see are that like he's this you know, slender, well-dressed man, and if you... No, he, yeah, he, he poses totally as an alpha male, which he is But so if you not. find older pictures of him, he was an overweight male who yeah. was, yes, a quote-unquote nerd. You know, so between becoming famous for NeoGAF and for having a position of power and also, you know, losing the weight and probably gaining more confidence about himself, he probably felt like, hey, it's time to party. You know, yeah. why not grab a girl's ass? Like, you know... I, I have the look, so I can do it now. You know, I'm not going to be shunned. And what are they going to say? Like, they're not interested? No. It then becomes an issue of you have no clue what the fuck consent means. You can't wave off a grabbing of the ass as, well, this is why I did it. It doesn't matter. You don't touch people sexually. Well, like, I don't know why people on this planet have such a hard time understanding that. Like, the whole Harvey Weinstein thing just, you know... Yeah. reek of creepiness and desperation and because this man had power 
you know, and he used that power to make people feel uncomfortable. Like, Hey, if you don't help me out, I'm not going to help you out. And not only will I not help you out, but I'm going to make sure you're going to get fucking blacklisted and you'll never get hired in this town again. Right. I don't think he had the power to do that. This, uh, Tyler Malka evil lore, but certainly enough that if somebody were to come forward and make a story about this in a pre Harvey Weinstein, you know, goes, uh, you know, his story gets broken world. It wouldn't have been good for this person. You know, this, this girl had every reason. This, this came out because forward. of the, this came out because of the Harvey Weinstein thing. Everything way, is coming out because of the Harvey Weinstein yeah, thing. You know, the me too uh, hashtag. Yeah. And you know, this, this is like, I think this is the first, major story in the video gaming community however where this sort of level of sexual deceit has been broken i, I don't know if there's been other stories or not in the video gaming community but this is this is quite big well besides the amirox thing the the, the mod of neogaf that got arrested is in jail right now he's right in prison and right. there was i'm pretty sure there was another one before him same oh. shit I know, I know who you're talking about. Where like he had made some comments um, about to a per to someone who left the forum eventually, who was a victim of uh, child abuse, I believe, or child like like fondled and raped as a child or something. And like the mod who who left, who eventually like left, uh, had made comments about how. Basically, defending pedophiles. That's what the. Yeah, when you yeah. when you research yeah. the story that happened from July about the Amarox guy or whatever his name was being uh This was an, this was another mod. This was an right, right. Amarox. No, I mean, but what I'm saying is, is that when you when you research that story and you look at what people were saying about that story last July, um, or this past July rather, a lot of people are saying like, yeah, you know, NeoGaf are pedophile sympathizers, basically. I feel like. And that's probably the story that you're talking about because I hadn't had time enough today between my busy schedule and trying to keep up with this story to research what that was all about. So thank you for providing that information. I feel like every like NeoGAF has had its share of um just like its share of like hostility towards it and a lot, you know, some of it justified, maybe some of it is like is like bitterness. It happens, you know. Um but the thing I think the takeaway though is that like basically if if the if this is true and I'm not saying that in the in the sense that dipshits usually say that you know like where's the proof kind of garbage you know this person saying that that it happened and and you know we have to do better to hear victims out and stuff like that but yeah they, well uh, evil Malkus, lore has nothing to do with that have you read Malkus, his response no not. Yeah. It, it, oh, the statement came out like you said. Something? Well, no, earlier on the forum earlier on, uh, I think it was October. Oh, you know what? My point. Oh, I know what you're saying. I know which one, but basically my point is he's proven every like person who has had cause to kind of like shit on the forum. Like, right. He has given them cause for that. And that's not even the real lying issue. The issue is that he, you know, allegedly did committed this like garbage act to someone because he has no sense of restraint. And the thing is too, and you know, like it's funny because 
yeah, I like I I to really try to have perspective on it, and like I don't want to just like settle on like personal text about like the guy, but you know he has also, while he like touts you know pr- progressivism on the forum and stuff like that, like he's also you know exhibited uh, some pretty sketchy behavior, like in, like Gabe even talked about, like just acted. For because of for, on the forum, like you can disagree supposedly with people on the terms of service, but as long as you have discourse about it, it's whatever. But Gabe like pointed out that, and I've seen it happen too, where the person disagreeing isn't just saying "fuck you," like they're trying to make a point and they just take a ban anyway because because yeah. Evil Lord doesn't like what they have to say. And yeah. you know, like I like I've been on that forum since two thousand nine. I've posted there a lot and all that and. So and so and there are sub communities on that forum. So it's not just like the gaming and off topics. So I've posted in right. like sub communities, like I, I post in the sports threads and uh, giant bomb threads, and you know, like the, the that's that's kind of what my my feeling generally is, not just for what happened to this person, but that like I've met good people on that forum that I talk to outside of that forum, and it stings now. There's like this weird like like cloud in the air now that's like that's just kind of we all we all we all basically met through neogaf in some way or another yeah like in a roundabout way one one way or another but in an extremely roundabout way but yeah (laughs) but the point no but the point is still it's just like you know like it stings and it's just it feels bad now take a shower Just, just not um, as long as Tyler Malka's around, right? Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> cover, cover, cover your buttholes. <laughs> Don't drop the soap. Um, it's not funny. I mean, it's you know, but we we all have to find humor in some situation somehow. But yeah, this this this. Well, whole the humor thing... is that this forum is going to apparently, if allegedly, go up in flame. Not allegedly, but like, who knows what's going to happen? I don't think. Oh, this... IGN is going to buy it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're buying everything. But yeah, people, you know that, that's but, that story. Uh, his stock's gonna hurt because people, you know, there are people jumping ship, and I think the thing is too. My other takeaway here is that it's it's because like you were talking about, like there were some people who kind of had like a cult of personality behavior towards him. Yeah, and that's something that never that and that behavior doesn't never like it never sits well with me. Like I've seen people act around, and I understand like. There are pe- like developers and personalities in, in gaming in the industry who have made like your favorite products or told your favorite stories and stuff, and you can't help but want to revere them. But you know you have to kind of find the line with that. But why yeah. was this guy ever considered anyone's hero? For like what reason? Like he, he had, I, he had I, a I, fucking form. I think I, I think say, it exploded back when there was that developer of that game, Too Human, was the game. Oh, that's basic. Yeah, the Dennis yeah. Dyack incident. Exactly. Right, I think right. that's when when he got the boost. Uh, he I, I can understand a boost in popularity, but to like people had like beholden him as like this this because god in the gaming community. Yeah, he basically told the developer to fuck off, and and it was considered a bold move or something. So my eyes cannot roll into my head hard <laughs> enough right now. Like, I think I. I think the part of me too, and just thinking about it all, like I feel culpable in some weird way. And like, like I told you before we started, I know it's like, it's like a weird, like logical leap for it just because like 
this dude that leads like one of the biggest gaming forums on the internet and I posted in it like like fucking nothing happens and and he exhibits this shitty behavior. And I know it's it's almost a selfish way to feel, but like like I can't help but just want to actually actually like for real be done with that forum. Not only that, but the three of us know somebody who has been railroaded by this guy. That's true. I mean, this, 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 this is a skeevy dude, and there's a lot of shit that goes on behind the scenes of that website that a lot of people aren't aware of. And if you want any idea as to what goes on on that website behind the scenes, if you just want an idea, if you want to open up that curtain and see the wizard standing behind it, you just have to consider how pro-Sony all the conversations on that website are. And you start talking <laughs> about Microsoft, things do not usually go well for you. You usually get yourself a little ban. Just yeah. ask our old friend Josh, who used to be with us on the podcast many, many moons ago. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. It's true. Uh, it's very the, true. The, the other big explosion of the of the website was during the PlayStation Four reveal, the Microsoft reveal. Uh, it was it, it took a, dire- a direction of popularity. Like I remember, I remember Yoshida doing the Banderas meme move. In one of the of the PlayStation Four promo, it's like, oh my god, yeah. Like, Remember that? Like that yeah. was the time. I, I was talking to the guys on on this uh, NeoGaf chat that I'm on. Um, he should have totally sold the website during that time. I bet he regrets it right now, like not selling. Yeah, I'm. It's it is kind of funny the whole. He's like, gonna have to sell it, I think, if he wants this thing to thrive, and he, and if he wants to be able to, you know, maintain any sort of uh, anonymity. Uh, not anonymity, but I mean, if he wants to be able to hold on to some stocks and still have some money at the end of the day, he's gonna have to sell this thing to someone else. I don't see uh, anybody reputable or anybody who actually gives a shit about integrity. I already have people talking about like, oh, we're moving to Discord. I have Discord open right now. Actually, I just accepted your friend request. Like. <laughs> on yeah. Discord, um, but people have been like, "Yep, I'm jumping ship to Discord or finding another forum and stuff like that." Like his stock's hurting, right? And, he, Telegram. and, he, and he hasn't said anything yet. He has not made his official statement. No, like, Actually, but, but that's I, I because. Make, wait, I have to make a correction because I see the I, I, I know the guys from the from the chat, as I call it, are, are listening or watching whatever they are doing, and they got pissed because I said chat. I should say the gram. The Telegram channel. Oh my god! Is it is this the underground you're always talking about? Yeah, it's fucking super underground. Are you like the fucking like reporter from Deus Ex Mankind Divided? He's probably on a fucking old locked IRC channel. (laughs) Chilling in the sewer. You're too young for me. I I I use ICQ. You know the one that you you would. Oh, I remember ICQ. Yeah, that's that's the one that most people (laughs) try to use for uh, for uh, cyber sex. Exactly. Since you could search people locally with that one. I remember that. So have fun <laughs> with your cyber sex chat, my friend. Yeah. Now we're going to have to throw you under the bus, you Italian bastard. Exactly. You know where to look for that guy now. He's in Italy. I do got a beef with Italy, actually. Y'all chased Ozzy Argento out of the country. For, dude, uh, dude. You saw that dude, story? Don't even, don't even get me started on that. You saw that story? That's so fucked up. Yeah, but... It's, and it's sort of related. So if you don't know, Ozzy Argento, it, she's an actress and the daughter of famed uh, horror filmmaker uh, Dario Argento. And exactly. she was another person who came out with those with the Harvey Weinstein allegations. And she actually biographies that uh, in her movie Scarlet Diva, 
which was made like 15 years ago. And there was a scene with her character, like getting like fought, like molested by a movie producer, which I guess was Weinstein. And she came clean with it. And supposedly like she's eating shit for it in her own country. Because, because she had a relationship with the guy for five fucking years. Everybody in Italy knows that. And she can't bullshit her way like she does with other countries that don't know her. But, but. Okay. But. So I'm not saying she's not but, being a victim. A victim. But, however, but. however. The thing is. A relationship with someone for five years does not inherently mean that everything that went on with that five years relationship exactly was wanted. If I was to go okay. upstairs to my wife right now and I was to be like, <laughs> yo, I'm feeling frisky. And she was like, not tonight. And I was like, well, fuck you. Pull your pants down. And this is happening. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm not trying no, to make a I know. Out. I know what you're saying. But look, that would even, be rape. You know, it was one of those that called her out. Her ex-husband and they left in good terms okay it was mm -hmm. like i didn't know anything about this like all i knew is they they had a romantic involvement like i don't know man it's i don't know i don't want to talk about it. it's it's weird i've never i've never been in the, in the position of being a woman in that in that circumstance but i think the to the legit ones that she came out like that because she has a name in Italy, so whatever. But that that just that whole sort of that situation just sort of reeks of like you know when you see someone who's wearing like a, a low cut shirt and a mini skirt and you're like, hey, she was asking for it. Like that's no, not, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. I know that. you're I'm not, not saying, saying that. that, but I mean that that point of view that Italy seems to have because she has a reputation seems kind of fucked i don't know i'm super mad at how i'm seeing the articles like unsurprising reaction by the italians what the fuck are you talking about like i don't know why people still think that i don't know they have they have this skewed image of italy talk southern italy like far south in, in italy yeah there is that problem of of man overpowering women it, it's undeniable but that's a tiny part of Italy. Like being, for me personally, being grouped into, into that into that ensemble, if you want. Well, probably a lot of it me. has to do with how entertainment over here portrays Italy because everything is about the mob and every fucking mobster has exactly. a gumar, you know? Exactly. So it's, you know, there's no respect for women. And of course, Tony Soprano and, you know, so on and so forth. There's just that whole scene of Italians in the entertainment industry has basically solidified in Americans minds the fact that yeah we're either we're either mobsters or fucking plumbers with big porn stash <laughs> that's what we are for word fuck it is the worst porn stash either too yeah god yeah so uh just just uh i just found out by the way this is unrelated but it looks like the escapist died the other day too okay oh wow different reason i they haven't really said a reason they just said meh there hasn't been a lot of stuff going on this is pretty much the end but we'll try and keep the forums open guys i haven't opened that website in probably 10 years well because they were also a compromised website so 
You know, that's that's the thing. You you dig deep in any of these websites, whether it's NeoGAF. I'm sure if you were to dig in the IGN, Games, GameSpot, or whoever. No, man, IGN the- runs a charitable service now for games. They- right, right. <laughs> That's true. I'm so gonna, I'm so gonna fucking, I'm so gonna fucking move that slider all the way to the left every time I see where. Where do you want the money to go? You know? Yeah. So I mean, this is what we opened the show with tonight. I mean, where do we go from here? I mean, obviously, Evilor has not even made his statement yet. We don't even know if this motherfucker is going to make a statement yet, even though allegedly there's going to be a statement and he's working on it. But. You know, let's say he makes a statement. Number one, question one, does it matter at this point? <clears throat> okay, sorry, well, I'll feel this typing. I, I was saying the, I the number the one question. question is if he makes a statement, whatever his statement says, does it even matter at this point? Oh, wow. Oh, unless, unless he's super innocent with fucking fireproof like, evidence that he did nothing and he was actually assaulted. Like that would be the optimal scenario. But he's a smart motherfucker. I actually, in error, yeah, but- I think on my website posted a response that he made about something about sexual allegations on October sixth, and his response to something was, "No evidence, no evidence at all, no corroborating testimony, no behavioral red flags. So far, this is nothing like other recent industry scandals." So I mean, he knows a lot about the process of how all this stuff works and how it works legally and what legs people have to stand on. I'm really curious to see if he's scared. But the, the fact that all, all of his staff have pretty much just walked out the door is yeah. pretty much going to negate anything that's going to come out of this guy's fingertips when he writes his response. Yeah. I think that's like, probably the biggest red flag for anyone. As I posted on Twitter, it's it's... It looks like, you know, when the ship catches fire or goes down and all the mice suddenly they're the first to get the fuck out of there. That's what it looked like with the admins and, and, and the moderators. So I, I wonder if he's alone in this. I wonder if, if some of them did it because they knew actually something like because I, had, I have to imagine that that under the curtain you get to be a little more more candid, you know, with with your friends and whatnot. So I don't know. It's a problem if if people knew it, though. People knew about that. Uh, your mic is off. Your mic is off. You're 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 amazing. You're doing like. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, I, w- I was just getting excited because I was able to get on to the main page of the website, but now that I'm trying to join the off-topic discussion part of the forum, like it's just taking forever to loop and load. Um, yeah, no, I'm sure some people knew, you know, something at least. Anyway, I mean, this this thing comes out and they decide to bolt immediately. Some of these people, like, and some of their statements when they were leaving on Twitter were very, very frank. They were just like. Yeah. You know, uh, I have resigned from NeoGAF. This 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 Twitter feed will no longer be in use. Thank you. Goodbye. Like it's well, just I'm like no longer associated with NeoGAF. They just evaporated. This is a great tweet. I think I just linked. Let's go ahead and pull this open. Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> you will retire, bitch. Uh, 
<laughs> that's where this is. That's where. Holy shit! <laughs> oh god. Yeah, the uh, he's gonna have a fun time <laughs> trying to uh, lock all these threads. I mean, do you think he's gonna? I'm kind of curious if like maybe that's why he can't put a statement out because all these dumb fucking threads keep popping up. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's he's, probably. He's probably He's probably going to have to close the forum down temporarily so that he can, you know, try and get a handle on this situation, you know. But have you seen? Have you seen the 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 guys crowdfunding to buy NeoGAF? I have seen that. There are people like, I'll buy it. The description it was amazing. There's also people reaching out to like, you know, industry people like with Microsoft or whoever, or just personalities out there who talk about video games a lot and are known to the video gaming community and saying, hey, you know, why don't you buy this place and get some animated GIFs in there and we'll call it a day. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you got to consider here. There, there's, there's, <clears throat> I don't know if that member count down at the bottom right-hand corner of the page is how many members there actually are or how many people that are trying to view the form right now, but 194,000 people. I mean yeah. that's that's a pretty substantial number for a forum in 2017. Um, I'm assuming that there's going to be a lot of people who probably even after this story breaks, as long as Evil Lord gets distanced away from this, um, they may still want to stay here and want to talk. You know, as long as there are insiders who are because that's NeoGas big thing, right? Like the insiders on the website who, who keep talking about shit. Uh, it's, it's not been which like that for a long which time hasn't, though. It hasn't yeah. all no. the, all the insider talk got like banned basically because some people were wrong and some people, cause basically they just kept derailing uh, threads is what it what was going on. Yeah. Well, so crazy, the crazy buttocks on a train era ended. <laughs> Yeah. Like two years ago. Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it, but obviously, you know, there too was that whole crazy buttocks. Well, there was that whole thing with uh, famous Mortimer on yep. the website, and it, you know, that was one of those situations where, uh, with him, he was one of those people that kept posting information that he <clears> heard. <throat> he was not an insider in the strictest you know, terminology, you know, he but friends. he knew people, he had friends yeah. in the industry. So he was able to talk about certain information and things were cool. But of course, as I know personally, when we're talking about information, cause we were talking about that Batman Arkham game that was, well, a, maybe an Arkham game. We don't know, but there were people talking about that, that Batman game from WB to us. And we were reporting on this game and we gave the, the you know, some of the information that, that was known. And, uh, but for whatever reason, it seems like that game, according to Jason Schreier since has been rebooted and we haven't heard anything about it. There's been no trailer that came out. So Which something happened. The, the Batman game. Yes. Yeah. The, the one that we exclusively had leaked on bite size impressions. And, Things do happen, you know, there are business decisions that get made and then sometimes some of the things that leakers talk about don't end up coming to fruition. And of course, people on a forum, because all this conversation feeds off of itself, you know, you have one person who's going to get angry and say, fuck you, you are lying to us the whole time. And of course, you can't yeah. prove that unless you want people to start losing their jobs, right? So... You know, famous Mortimer is another one of those people where, like, you know, something just went south, and uh, 
all of a sudden people started hating on this guy and he got shunned from that community and it's like one of the more infamous events in recent years in NeoGAF's history and it's it became it's a pariah overnight oh yeah big time big time and it's you know that that sort of thing is it's a mess you know and and that's the kind of power that a place like NeoGAF has that's why girls like this girl who had been allegedly sexually assaulted by this guy are afraid to speak out because you see what happens to people on this forum i'm not I'm, i don't want to say that it's not it's got a pretty big hive mind However, it's got a fucking hive mind it's but no, it's not it's just more like it's, it's more just like a, the neo gaff though i mean that's reddit that's any forum on the internet i don't think it's really an hive mind i think it's more of an echo chamber you know what i mean i'm not sure there's a huge difference mm. Hive mind echo chamber. It's really the same sort of sentiment, right? Mm, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking it in Italian. It's a little more nuanced, but anyway. Pasta <laughs> okay. fugazi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a means. Hasta la pasta. So the the I asked what should we talk about, and I'm pretty sure I've seen at least a couple of times people saying October twenty seventh. I have no idea what happens October 27. Do you? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Gus. Nope. I didn't even know there was a 27th day in October. So, yeah, I guess we're not going to talk about it. I mean, there's games coming out on October 27th. Games. Games are for nerds, man. Super Mario Odyssey is coming out on Super exactly. Mario. Exactly. <laughs> is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, like, how the fuck did we transition to that? What? I'm I don't lost. know. But who the fuck cares? Like, uh, 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 have we ever been smooth in transitioning? I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? All right. So you want to talk about video games that are coming out now? Yeah. October twenty seventh is going to be a busy day because I believe yeah. that's the day that Wolfenstein comes out. That's the day that Assassin's Creed Origins comes out. That's the day that Mario Odyssey comes out. Wolfenstein two, aka if you're offended by a game where you fucking shoot Nazis, yeah, you know, maybe look into a mirror for five minutes. Yeah, that um, is um hmm that well, has been an Bethesda's interesting been on point thing with that marketing. Bethesda's been on point with that advertising. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but they basically came out and said, fuck you, Nazis, and then there's Absolutely. people who are yeah. out there that are just like, <laughs> Oh, well, I was gonna buy this game. <laughs> Like, they had to know, fuck man. it up by being nasty to Nazis. What? It's the easiest marketing campaign to do for a game ever. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even have to try. No, <laughs> no. It's like, you know, uh, the Trump presidency just basically set it up and bam, you know? Yeah. That is, uh, that is uh, the game looks amazing. Which I pre-ordered today, by the way. I have not pre-ordered that game. Um, I have pre-ordered Assassin's Creed Origins. I have pre-ordered Super Mario Odyssey. Um, but I will not be playing Assassin's Creed until I get my Xbox One X in November. Um, I hear that game's running better on the Xbox One X than PC, which is not a surprise because the, these games are designed first and foremost for consoles. But uh, I'm excited to be running around through a pretty nice look in Egypt. Yep, the Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> no, actually, like I'm not gonna get like, it. A lot of changes today. have been made too. Come on, I'm not gonna get it before the day comes out. But that that mode where like they try to teach you like actual history, I guess, in ancient Egypt, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, well, it's not going to be there at launch. It's going to come like early 2018, but it's a mode where basically I think I think they call it discovery it's like mode. You don't want me to buy this game, Ubisoft. <laughs> I mean, it's it's okay. it's a mode where like yeah, you don't have to engage in story or like battles or the sneaking around or anything like that. You just get to walk around Egypt uh, and like things that you come across. It educates oh, you about ancient Egyptian culture, and for someone like me who has a lot of interest in ancient Egypt and I always have. Um, I think that's pretty, um, that's amazing. You know, have, the you, fact have you seen, have you seen the modern day stuff before I spoil anything? No, I haven't seen a lick of it. I don't know how much it's supposed to be in the game. You want to know about it? Well, as far as like, are you going to spoil shit for me or what? No, I just saw a couple images. Oh, well then if you're just talking about pictures on the internet, go for it. It's apparently that the the modern day character is a girl, and you are, and it's third person, and you're free to go back and forth whenever you want. That's what I've read, but I'm not that's following a, that, that game. So. That's another change that I guess that they've made for the game. I mean, they've made a lot of changes. I mean, I guess those follow missions that you have to do, they're not auto fail anymore. Like the game is adaptable. Um, there's a lot of feedback that they took into consideration, I guess, in, in regards to this game. One of the things about Assassin's Creed, though, is the fact that it's supposed to have, and this is a, a major conversation that we have to get into, and Gabe, I can see the smile on his face right now because he's waiting for it, and I think that's why he's pushing us towards this October 27th date and talking no, about no, the game, is uh, there's loot boxes in the game. However, unlike all the other games that are coming out right now that are utilizing loot boxes, you are not able to spend real-world money to obtain the loot boxes. It's only via the in-game currency that you earn by playing the game. You're not supposed to be able to buy this stuff. So I'm kind of actually curious to see how the loot boxes are actually implemented into is the this, game. To is this still Assassin's Creed? Sorry. Yeah, it is. It's still Assassin's Creed. Did you I know you're paying off? attention. Yeah. <laughs> I turned around and watched the Yankee game for a second. Oh. Are you are you disappointed that you did that? <laughs> yeah, he's disappointed. Uh, they are down one nothing. I've kind of I'm kind of come to terms with the outcome of this game. Like if they lose, you know, it was a good season. I'm proud of this team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> anyway, you're talking about Assassin's Creed, and you're talking to me about phones. Loot boxes. It's got loot boxes, but you cannot oh, buy loot boxes with real-world money, oh, apparently. Excuse me, loot boxes. I'm talking about a team, and you're talking about loot boxes. Actually, loot boxes have been quite the point of contention uh, this last, like... That's what weeks. I fucking said, Gus, if you were paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's, but that's why the Assassin's well, you were Creed talking about it for Assassin's Creed, right? No, I'm talking about like it's been brought up on like several games already, like like the topics of conversation, like Forza's shitty. Yeah. Actually, they apparently they went back to the original mode that they usually yeah, because they received so much backlash about the system um, implemented in Forza. Shadow of War apparently. Shadow of War was on a, on a shit list though before even the microtransaction train because there was because that it has whole a sexy thing. Shelob fucking spider. Lady. Not even because of that. I mean, that's that's just some dumb bullshit. I didn't even pay attention to because it's dumb bullshit. But I mean, there was this thing going on where somebody somebody in the development team they passed away, so they decided to make DLC of this person as a character, like an orc or something in the game. So it 
that's really sweet that they decided to memorialize this guy. However, they turn around and they said, we're going to sell you this character as DLC instead of just inserting him into the <laughs> game through the powers of the internet. And of course, everybody was like, fucking what? Say again? What are you talking about? And they're like, no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. We're, we're donating the money that you spend on this to whatever, whatever charity, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a good thing. So, but of course, the internet being what it is, you know, people weren't just like, hmm, okay, they wanted to ask questions. So they asked questions. They said, so how much are you, of the money are you going to get? Which is fair to do. And so I thought you were going yeah. with, I thought you were going to, uh, oh, they grabbed their pitchforks. But if they're asking questions about this, then I think that's fair. Anyway, right. continue. It, but yeah, I mean, that's, they were asking questions. And then WB, it, it seems like with whatever answer they were providing, they were introducing a new inconsistency. Right. They they were introducing a new inconsistency into their story each and every time. And it went from like, oh no, we're donating all of the proceeds that we're getting from the donations here from buying this DLC to this thing. And it's like, oh, but it doesn't work that way overseas. We have no control over that. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it just kept going back and forth. And every single time they tried to fix it, they were stepping into more and more and more shit. So eventually they said, you know what? Fuck you guys. We're just going to give you the fucking thing and we'll just donate money ourselves. <laughs> but then the question has to be, how much money did you project you were going to make from people with this thing? Yes. And how much are you actually going to be yeah. donating yourselves now? Yes. So that's a big question. And it's like, they could have avoided all of this in the beginning just by saying, hey, you know what? We're going to give this for free. Anybody who wants to donate to a good ch cause for charity, there is a second model that you can actually <laughs> opt to purchase. Maybe he's got a different colored sash across his chest or something to, to note in game that, hey, I paid yeah. for this. But that's it. You can have this because we're memorializing the guy because he's fucking dead. But if you want to spend money and donate to this charity for whatever, whatever cause, please, please do so. We encourage you to do that. And that would have solved every, every problem that they had in regards to the is this issue. And then right on the heels of that, oh, Shadow of War's got loot boxes, and microtransactions, and it's like, it's a single player fucking game. Why are there loot boxes in this game? And, and I, I read something, and I don't know if you can elaborate on this. Apparently, like, it wasn't just typical loot boxes, but apparently, like, there's, like, a super secret true ending to the game that, like, I guess because you really have to grind away to get at it. It's a long it, grind, yeah. Yeah, that's what it, what it all says, is that, like, a lot of people who have been playing the game, and I've played the game, too, and I'm not very far, so I can't comment on the late game stuff. Um, early game, I don't seem to have any inkling to want to spend money on microtransactions it's not something i ever do anyway but i mean it's not different than the original shadow of mordor game so far for me but yes when you get in the late game they say that the grind gets to be ridiculous in the end game and I'm that super, it's i'm super fascinated and this is not me like at all criticizing you mike because you wrote something recently on your site in which basically you were buying, you would say, like, you were having a conversation with a friend, apparently, about... Which was Gabe. There's no secret about that. <laughs> yeah, I figured, like, it had to be Gabe. Um, about, like, it's why always I, Gabe. It's always going to be Gabe. About, like, basically, 
you kind of had an introspective moment about playing these kinds of games that do these these questionable practices, and it's just I'm just kind and of I fascinated. Still buy them. And you still time. buy them, and this is just a, an observation and not at all a judgment. It's just kind of interesting to see over as the years pass how like less kind of inclined i would i would i don't know how to describe how you felt about that kind of stuff years prior because you had a strong stance on it and like and with, still good, do. And with good reason it's just right. i'm just kind of and then like when i read your 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 thing and then i think about okay like some of the stuff about loot boxes i've been reading and i'm saying this as someone guilty of buying like a fuck ton of overwatch loot boxes like and woman wonder woman action figures yeah which are not loot boxes but okay um like I just, just had to throw it out there. Sorry. I, no, no. Um, but it's it's just kind of fascinating how like part of me now is kind of like I understand when people usually say so even though they're so fucking condescending about it, they're like, "Well, just don't buy them." But you know, like, yeah, like I don't have to buy them. But this, the fucking loot boxes are exhausting, also to like just keep thinking about. Sure. And I understand too. And I agree. And it's just because I get it, man. I get that game development and like triple. And there was that conversation with because Visceral Games got shot. Another EA studio got taken to the back and sh- blown out with a shotgun by EA. Uh, RIP Visceral Games. And then, you know, the conversation then shifted to how sustainable is like big budget AAA development where we, you know, can keep pumping out single player games like Uncharted and, and like Near Automata, I guess, or, and stuff like that. And, you know, loot boxes and microtransactions have become, like, that answer, I guess, for studios to, like... Which try is to complete that, bullshit. Which is which, complete To, like, kind of make that back. But then I think about the single-player games that don't have that, that did okay this year. So I'm just wondering, like, maybe some studios are just better at budgeting than others. I well, don't we're, know. We're, we're railroading through this here. Let's back up a second. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about the point that you brought up we should, first. We should totally talk about Blade Runner, by the way. All right, which for me was movie of the year and a fucking masterpiece, by the way. Anyway, um, what do you mean? Anyway, I just made the perfect segue. Wasn't it smooth as fuck? I I, I, (laughs) I don't even know what the fuck you're doing, Gabe. I'm just because I have the guys in the gram that are telling me what to do. Gabe is just typing away. Clack, 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 your your underground hard. people that you're talking about here is a bad influence on you, and you stop talking to him during the middle of the show because he's susceptible oh, to people telling him to do stupid things. So, uh, what the point that you were touching upon earlier, though, which is something I do want to discuss because I know Gabe wants to have it out with me here in front of people. The conversation, though, that he and I are always having. It always goes something like this. Like, you actually bought that fucking game? And I'm like, yeah, I did. And he's like, why would you give them your money because they so-and-so-and-so? And And I'm like, because I wanted to play the game and have fun. Because I'm going to have fun playing the game. And he was like, man, you're fucking... What's wrong with you? And um, Because I don't understand this hunger. Like, you can't resist the new game. Now, but to be clear... You're yeah. not wrong. You're not okay. wrong. I, ne- I never am. I'm usually right. Very right. All right. Calm down now, Slugger. Calm down a little bit here. Like, you know, be a little modest at least anyway. Okay. All right. So you're not wrong. And I don't ever disagree with you. I'm just saying, look, 
there's different reasons other than just hey I want to play the game and I and I did write a piece about this on the website and part, you know the one of the reasons that I like this so much whether the game's going to be great or not great you know one I like to have a challenge so like if there is a hate train or a love train for a game and people are saying oh this is the best game of all time or there's on the other hand uh, you know the other side of the spectrum people saying this game is terrible like the order 1886 even before it came out there were there was somebody who got an early copy and was like the game's only 5 hours it's 90% quick time events blah 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 and i'm like i still want to play the game because now i'm intrigued i want to see if it's as bad as people are saying as it is so i want to play it you know there's that aspect to it but that whole conversational aspect of how these games are in relation to how good they are how bad they are really ties into another point why I like playing these games is that I like the community aspect of buying these games and being able to talk about them with people online because the gaming community is most alive when games first come out right at launch time good bad or otherwise like that's when all the conversations and debates and criticisms or praises are happening and I like to be a part of those conversations and interject my opinions on how I feel about those things and it also kind of helps that you know I have a podcast so I wouldn't have anything to talk about with these games if I wasn't playing them either so like I- I'm very passionate about games more so than the casual gamer so you know I want to have a hand in everything. I want to try everything. I want to have an opinion on everything and I can't have those opinions if I'm not playing these products. Um so those are some aspects as to why I'm doing what I do. Um I, is is there another one? Oh, yeah, it's just so he's not wrong, but I have my reasons too. But anyway, Gabe, I'm going to let you respond to this cuz I know you want to. You've been dying no, no, no. for this. My 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 response, dude. Is this simple. morning on fucking Skype, you're like, I'm gonna throw you under the bus, motherfucker. Like, come no, on. I wasn't. I wasn't. I said. I actually you told me to you, pull let's up the goddamn fucking Skype message right yeah, now. Yeah, because I told you, you let's not even talk about this because I'm gonna get mad. That's that's because you were mad. So get mad. Let's go. Let's go. I I told you. I wish that for one major AAA release, like the biggest of the year, whatever it will be. I wish that every gamer would not fucking buy it, just that one. And the market, the publishers would get so scared shitless that we would never see any bullshit in any game again. If one big game failed and it was clear, was made clear by the public that it failed because they didn't buy it because it had micros and loot boxes and all that shit, we would never see it again. We would never see that shit again. That's that's my only argument. And I don't buy games that have loot boxes or microtransactions. I'm touching my balls. That was what, what we do in Italy for, for luck. I'm touching my balls in hope that, that Monster Hunter World doesn't have loot boxes. Otherwise, I'm just not going to fucking buy it. Does. I bet you it does. Oh, it's the, look, it's the perfect fucking game for loot boxes. Because if Capcom is smart, they will put loot boxes in it. But I guess they're going to lose some audience. I'm, I'm going to be one of those that, that they lose after 13 years. I, I agree. Like, I feel that. like what's going to happen is that if... I'm sorry. I, but I'm, I kind of I get where Gabe's coming from. And the only, the only point with that is, that I would disagree in general is that even if, let's say, that happened, that this like big, huge release was just a massive failure because it had loot boxes or whatever, I feel like the companies would just then meet up and then they're going to just find another way to fucking monetize bullshit. 
It's already happened. I mean, Battlefront is the perfect example. Now, the game, I'm sure, sold quite well, but they paid a lot of money for that Star Wars license as well. So, I mean, it, it may not have been quite as financially, you know, it may not have worked out for, for them as well as they would have wanted to, but I'm sure they made money on that game. However, their whole plan was that this was going to be a two-year thing. You know, they were going to have the season pass and they were going to release DLC packs that included new maps and whatever and new modes throughout the course of the uh, lifespan of this game. And people didn't react very well to that. I don't know how the season pass is sold, but what happened was is that a lot of people said, boy, the base game feels really fucking light. I'm not buying your fucking season pass. And the people who did buy the season pass got fractioned off from the people who refused to buy the season pass. So it seemed like the community just kept getting more and more and more divided throughout the course of time. And we're at a point now, like, you know, there's a lot of games that come out and there's a healthy multiplayer base two years after the fact. Well, with Battlefront, you're lucky if you can find a full game on the PC anymore. I think the console player base is a little bit more healthy than that, where you can usually get into a full game. But PC's pretty much dead, and it's been dead, and it doesn't help the fact that on PC there's always, you know, cheaters about and just exploiting the system. But, you know, that's one thing that EA heard. Oh, shit. People did not like that. It did not go good for our game. It's fucking dead now. But it, it's because, like, I played the previous ones. I loved the previous ones. And I'm not this huge Star Wars fan, but I love those games. This one, like, I didn't buy it because it seemed... It seems super light on content, super light. And I got mad and I didn't buy it. And and it's the same reason why after, I guess it's almost 20 years now, for the first time, I didn't buy a fucking Gran Turismo. I had the, uh, okay, I'm privileged in, in some way because I, had, I, I always have a chance to try games one way or another. But I, I buy all the shit that I like, even though, even the, the, the shit that I could have for free, I, I make a point to buy it. Gran Turismo, I'm making a point not to buy it and to shit on it every chance I get. Because while what is there is actually good, they did the same thing that, that Star Wars did. They took away everything that made it popular. They took away what, what, what the fan base wanted. So I'm not opposed to change, but I'm opposed when you, when you just take away. Like, yeah, what's good, what's there is good, but it's not it's not sixty dollars good, right? And it, I applaud you for that. You know, I mean, that's that's a perfectly good stance to take against these games. You don't want to spend your money on them. Don't spend your money on them. But you know, going back to your point about like, hey, if only this game would fail, one of just one of these games, publishers would understand. Blah blah blah. Technically, Battlefield Battlefront, the, the last one that was released, was a failure. Because the game fucking died because of the business decisions that they made for that game. Did that stop them from making Battlefront 2? No, it did not. Instead, it made them say, how, how else can we get money? Now, this microtransaction thing is obviously, the loot box thing is a big point of contention already amongst a lot of people. They're just going to find more different I would, ways. I would also argue that the loot boxes is, is an answer to what has basically been 
people, I guess, not buying season passes to games, just like the season passes was the answer to, like, people not buying those fucking online passes for games, just like online passes were, like, there because, like, people were buying used games and so on and so forth. That's another great the point. Silly part, the silly part is that the season pass is basically a mega loot box because you never know what the fuck you're going to get, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... It's Technically, yeah, it is. They give you a general outline most of the time. Yeah, and I'm not even trying to might be able to that. expect, but you don't know how good it's going to be. I'm not even saying all that out of like a cynicism, but it's just like that's just how like ambitious these fucking publishers are, where they'll find any way to goddamn like monetize. Right, and as, as we are well past the point. We are well past the point of publishers saying oh, wow, they didn't like that, and then just being like, okay, we'll just make the game from now on, and that's that. That is going to rest in the domain of individual publishers from now on, indie publishers. I mean, look at Cuphead. Cuphead has been in development for years, you know, a, a bit longer than I think the three developers who worked on that game thought it was going to be, yep. and uh, it's because they didn't really understand the the complete direction they wanted to take the game after showing it off at E3 2015 they decided to change certain things so that it yeah. was a better game and also the hand drawn animation it had to be authentic so that took a lot of time too but there's no DLC to justify their additional time or expenses there's no microtransaction bullshit nothing it's just and the I, game. I wouldn't be and I it's wouldn't a $20 be opposed, game. I wouldn't be opposed to an expansion to Cuphead I bought I bought Cuphead and I would buy the expansion I would I, I want to support those games Right, it's like the expansions to Witcher 3. I mean, those yeah. are great yeah. content pieces that are worth your money. God That's why it's so good, man. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to I actually, blow up I actually, like I actually prefer the Hearts of Stone, to be honest. But but they're good, both. Actually, but anyway, Witcher, I was telling you, Mike, today, that's why I bought it twice. Not because I need two copies for the fuck of it. Just, I, I, bought, I really want the, the, the ship to steer. You know, and get out of, yeah. of the sea of shit. I hear you, and, and that's that. That's fine. That's fine. Um, you know, it's just my my stance in these games. If I don't want loot boxes in my game, if I don't want the shit in the season passes, I'm just not buying the season passes. I'm not buying the loot boxes. Now, so far, yes, there is a an inherent link between microtransactions and the grind factor in the game. There's a lot of people who walk away from games and saying like, well, it doesn't affect the game. Yes, it fucking does affect the game. It from a very basic design level, yeah. they're, they're trying to make a balance between the game is too boring to play versus it's so fun to play. They're trying to find like it never, it never happened before, like before, if if somebody made a game, and and the section was a grind was was a grind a chore, that was bad game design. Now it's fucking praised because that way you can sell the time savers. Right, like Con uh, grind you. is now classified as content in games. It's it's god damn it! I don't know if I'm if I'm just too old. Like I'm nearing trend. I'm nearing thirty eight. No, don't get me wrong. I hate this shit in my games. But if I can, if but the thing is, do you know when this stuff had to have stopped? Back when there was that fucking horse armor. I, I know, I know that okay. well. Yeah. If 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 gamers looked at that shit and said, "I got fucking shit for free on my original Xbox 
for my games because the, the developers just wanted me to keep playing their games, and that was the incentive. Now you want to sell me this little horse armor DLC? Well, then the DLC turned into DLC packs, and then the DLC packs turned into season passes. Season passes have given way to multiple season passes, which sometimes don't even include all the content that they're selling on day one anymore. And you know now they're going into microtransactions, and they're going into now loot boxes. That seems to be the next big but thing. You don't remember? You're like... 10 years ago or so, I don't remember this, this many incentive, this many big incentives to like even pre-orders. Pre-order and you get like, a, I don't know, a bumper sticker or some shit. <laughs> now it's like, and they, and they fuck up and they fuck up the pre-orders too. Like, like the infamous Batman case, in which they completely fucked it up. The statues. I mean, or whatever. There's no, there's no more a version of me that goes to a store and buys a fucking complete product. Like, I, I don't know. I miss, I miss buying a game and knowing that that's the complete shit. You know what's even you know even is that pre-order games now evolved into day one editions of games. And if you're a Microsoft exclusive, yeah. that like deluxe edition where you get to play it like three days earlier. Yeah, whatever the fuck, yeah, like really. 80 bikes, and it's like Jesus, it's crazy. Which, like, you know, you want to play it's whatever, nuts. man. It's that's that's all you, but like, yeah. once upon a time, when I had the, the video game store back in fucking 98, like, people pre ordered games because they would fucking run out. Like, people would pre order for me, like, Final Fantasy 8 because there was a, a real chance that there would be no copies when they came to the store. You know, no copies left to buy. Now, I mean, digital distribution and all the technology that we have, and, and I don't know, man. It's But they found ways around that too, because now with the digital pre-orders, they get you with, oh, you can preload it. So instead of having to go to the store at midnight and then wait an hour to come home and install the game and play it, you could just have it preloaded and play it right at midnight. Except even that's getting a bit fucked these days because midnight comes around and then you have to get a day one patch. And then because yeah. the servers are getting slammed because so many people are trying to download the game at that point or install their patches, you have to wait an hour and a half to play one is sometimes. It's day you know. two at best. <laughs> Especially if you're Halo Master Chief Collection. Right? Yeah. Oh well that's day someday. That's someday. That, that's, you know day, that that's day spring again? of 2018. That game's fucking getting patched again. Yeah. yeah like man. what? For, for for who? For the people with the Xbox One X. That's why oh. they're doing it. People are yeah, like, we're probably. so glad that 343 are coming back and they they care enough to... But, dude, come on. Microsoft said, hey, we, we, we want this so updated much. for the... You know, yeah. They cared They're so getting much paid for this. Broken-ass netcode for their multiplayer for that collection. Yeah. Or like, okay. That's the... This is what... That's, you know what? You just hit the nail on the head because gamers are fucking suckers yeah. no matter what. Yeah, because people will respond in that fashion where they're like, "Oh, thank God, this company came back to save us with this shitty patch," yeah. and we just fucking accept it because of this yeah. cult of personality garbage. And we that's just another point. Back around to this right. Shit. That's 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 another point in this whole it, man. You know, the studios are going to learn a lesson from who? There's people like Not us who are passionate, who are passionate, who are passionate about games, right? Like us. 
who care enough to sit around and have these conversations and write things online and talk exclusively about video games on our Twitter accounts. Well, not Gus. <laughs> he's half he's half video games, half half sports. But like, you know, the average consumer playing video games, none of this enters their thought no. process. They, nope. stay, they they don't research this. They don't go online and enter these conversations. They see the commercial and they say, I want that one. They go to the store and they buy it and they'll take it home and they'll be like, hmm, this is fun, you know, like, and that's it. So if enough of us abstain from buying these games, are we sending a message really with because we are severely severely outnumbered by the average consumer who are buying these games anyway when i say enough of us i mean a million or two okay and i say you're dreaming pal i know i know but hey because then the other lesson the other lesson becomes well this studio made a game and they didn't succeed shut them down and and then fucking devs go out of work and then that's that's a whole nother fucking story That's another problem, though, because I don't blame the studios. I blame the fucking publishers. Like, I, I bet my ass that... Book from Kotaku, he put out that book, and I read through some of it, man, and it's, like, fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, so I knew some of the... That I knew for, like, generally that, like, studios go through, like, mad crunch, like, to go yeah. and develop games, but, like, the... It's insane shit, man. And then they, they, eat, they eat that shit from... Because publishers like to, like... Watch out for their own skins. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like it's the publisher that effectively disbands the studio at the end of the game. Like visceral games, man. They... Exactly. I'm really no. bummed about that project getting canned. I mean, it's not even canned. They just gave it to another studio, and now it's going to be this like fucking loot box microtransaction. As far as I'm concerned, service fucking. That's game. not going to be the same game. It's going to have maybe assets that you know it's are being repurposed. Cr- and a Patrick Klepek and at Waypoint made like a good point. Like, how fucked up does is game development and budgeting that bad? Where pe- they even they're like. Oh, like if we can't even make a triple A single player fucking Star Wars game, like how sustainable is this Moises like industry? You know, it's it's, it's it, see the thing is is that it, it is it's completely sustainable except however in in the business the corporate mindset there's always you're looking at last year's numbers in the books and you want next year's numbers to be higher and if you're not higher than last year's numbers you're failing. Um, and that's, that's, it's, it's this really bad mentality that business in general has. I mean, I I remember working at a toy store a long time ago and, you know, we, we had every single day, this is how much you made on this day last year. You know, this is your, your incremental, uh, your incremental percentage wise goal that we want you to hit today. And it might be a day that falls on a day that's just historically slow. Or, you know, maybe there's a snowstorm that day and people just aren't out driving in that shit. And it's like, oh, so how, how, why are you so behind on your goals today? Because nobody fucking walked in the store. Genius. How am I supposed yeah. to make those goals? Like business doesn't take this shit into account. They just want, they want, they want. And that's why working in retail was something that I got out of because I, I'm like, what, what am I striving for? To become a district manager and make the big bucks so that three years later they can kick me out because... <laughs> the stores aren't making the numbers that the higher ups want. Like that's what it is. It's an ever revolving door of people higher up because nothing's ever good enough for those people. And it's the same way 
with these big corporations in the video game industry. You know, it's be like, hey, this game did great for us. And they'll be like, well, it didn't reach our projections. Well, fuck your projections. You made a lot of fucking money off of it. Did you really have to go the route of having DLC and microtransactions and fucking loot boxes? No, be happy with what you got. But that's not the world that we live in anymore because you have investors to appease and investors want more and more and more. They want their investments to go up. And you don't do that just by being like, eh, we made a modest return on this game and people seem to really like it. We should make another one. That's not how it works. You know, I'm, I'm not going to name the name, but you know who I'm going to talk about. It's a developer that 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 I know and that you know too. And okay. he's an indie developer and he made a game and the game was fairly successful. Thanks to me as well because I sold the shit out of it. But, and he bought, he bought a... How do you call it? A motorhome? Like, is that what you call it? An R oh, like an, R an RV? Like an RV. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And he, and he went traveling a little bit, and, and he's happy as fuck. And now he's making another game. Like, I love that dude, man. Like, uh, he's my favorite developer ever. He's, he's, a, he's a cool guy. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it would be nice if that's how business worked. Yeah. It's not. That's not. That's just not the world that we live in. I wonder how, how happy. Like I, I have to imagine that for for like an artist or a um, yeah, let's call him a screenwriter, a writer. It's gonna be exciting. Like if you go, hey, you you've just you've just been hired at Naughty Dog. You know that could be one of your big goals in life and whatnot. But I have to imagine. Like I can't, I can't picture them being that happy while they work. While they work, absolutely not. And I'm, and the I fact mean, of the matter is, is that those higher up positions, they're round the clock jobs. They never end. Exactly. And and that might might be my crazy mind. But why the fuck would you would you do a job that makes you miserable? Some like, people, for some people, status is important. You know, you know, having having the fucking two hundred thousand dollar car is important. You know, having the 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 condo up at the top of the skyscraper with a swimming pool up on the roof is important. You know, I could give a fuck less about I, I you know, I could not give a fuck less about any of that stuff. You know, I'm living in a house. Is it a palace? No. But it's big enough for me and my family and for me to have my man cave and for me to have my two kids in and to have enough space and I've got a car. It's a modest car. I'm happy. you know, I don't care about saving tons and tons and tons of money. I'm not taking a single penny of it when I die. I mean, I you know, I agree. yeah, I'm going to enjoy life while I'm here. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, different things for different people, you know, yes. and if you make enough money, you could become president someday. Would you rather be rich or, or rich and miserable or poor and happy? If I could somehow, if I can somehow be fucking happy, I'm. You know what? I'm already poor and happy, so <laughs> just stick with that shit. See there, you, you go. told me the money arrived, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I paid bills with that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, same, same here. Paid off my Xbox One X and then down for bills. And and for anybody who's watching, we talked about this at the end of the last podcast, but the three of us are involved in writing a Minecraft magazine that's going to be mini, mini craft. My Minecraft. Yes. It's called uh 
I don't know. Can we? Tim, we does it matter if we mention the I name? I don't know if we can. All right, then we go. won't. Then we won't go there. But it's it's going to be coming out someday. I don't fucking yeah. know, but it's going to be distributed. <laughs> your kids throughout. will love it. Your kids. Your your kids will love it. Your, your grandkids. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So you know, guys, okay. If, segue. if one of your kids accidentally sets the living room on fire, try not to be too hard on them. No. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> what have you guys been playing? What the fuck was I playing? Well, oh, Destiny Two, and I gave up on that. <laughs> like right away. So what? What? What was it about? Did you enjoy the original Destiny? Uh, I played a beta with some friends, and then I was like, oh, back then, and I was like, oh, this will scratch a Fantasy Star Online itch, I guess, that I've been it wanting for years and years, and I never bought the game, uh, because it, it, mostly because it, uh, like, it seemed, at, at launch, I remember, like, just people had so many goddamn issues with that game, and then apparently, like, it got better with, like, um, what is it called Rise of Iron or whatever, and Taken King and all that? But you know, I, I just never jumped in. Destiny Destiny Two was like, oh, people are playing this. Oh, it's cheap, relatively, and I like shooting things. And Bungie makes good games, and so at least I enjoyed Bungie's Halo games. And uh, I played through the campaign stuff mostly. Like I understand there was a lot more to that game and like the raids and stuff, but like. I don't I I don't know. I just I felt like I guess I wasn't playing it enough to really feel like I was getting a lot out of it. And that's not me complaining about like the loot and stuff like that. It was just you mean like, you want to grind for hours on end so that you can get to a raid that's gonna take you at least six hours to complete in one sitting? Come it's on. Funny, it's funny you say that because I, I also got that game because I'm like, oh I you know, sometimes I listen to podcasts while I game. Uh when I'm doing like menial shit like that in games. So I was like, oh, I can just go through podcasts and stuff while I grind and it'll, you know, soften the blow. And even when I was doing that, I was, it, it just like just each campaign story thing I was doing was so exhausting. And I just and I wasn't even like getting a satisfied feeling out of it either. Like I caught up on the lore of Destiny and the story in the first game and then I started playing in it. And it's like that's great because nobody understood the lore in the first game. <laughs> Because a lot of it was in like those cards on the website, right? Like that was a lot of story. Apparently. Fucking grimoire cards. Grimoire cards. <sighs> like I'm, yeah. This is not me hating on Destiny Two. It's just more like, yeah, I tried it. It's, it's definitely not for me. And this is technically a second attempt at this franchise. So I'm just. And I, I haven't played it, so I I've not said, hey, Destiny Two is shit. But like you yeah. know, when you know people are online and they'd be like oh well i'm really not happy with this game I, you know i just sit there and say yeah i'm not really that surprised you know <laughs> like i it just it's the same thing i said about the last game though i imagine that the actual you know shooting feels amazing bungie knows how to make fucking first person shooting feel good but as far as the way the game is the design of the game the inherent grind just so you can get to this point where so you can just raid and raid and raid and beat your head against the wall for hours on end. It just doesn't seem like a satisfying experience to me. Yeah, I feel like I had a glorified, albeit like costly rental, and it just wouldn't stop for me. Yeah, but you and I both have been playing, uh, hopefully Gabe, come, well, maybe we'll talk about this in a minute because I know he's been playing this game too. Um, I have been playing this week South Park, the Fractured Butthole. I, have not, I did not get that game. Yeah, I know you didn't really play the last game. I believe you said that you weren't really interested in it. I'm just like not 
I, I understand people like still like South Park, and I'm not dumping on it. I just fell out of it, and I, I understand like that game. People liked it, and I can imagine why. Like, it, how often do you get like a good licensed game? Like, understandable budget, you know. But if it makes, I just glossed over it. If it makes any difference, like yeah, a lot of the the more recent seasons of the show have been kind of weaker, and you know people have been falling off. You know, some people have been loving what they've been doing still, of course, but um, the Stick of Truth game has a lot of callbacks to older seasons of South Park, so it's basically like there's a lot it's, of fan service in, and in it's that cheap respect. online. Definitely, I've seen it cheap on like the PlayStation Store, so I probably right. I'll probably still download it at some point. Like if you enjoyed South Park like in like season six or whatever it was where they had that episode of like where they were essentially role-playing like a Lord of the Rings scenario where they had to get the video 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 store. If you like South Park at that point, stick of truth is probably the game for you. You know, it's kind of an old school RPG sort of mechanic. You have enemies on one side of the screen, you're on the other side of the screen and it's just turn-based RPG. It's, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I understand it's not everybody's thing. The new game is a little bit different. It's a lot like Stick of Truth, of course. Um, I mean, you look like you're playing through an episode of South Park. I, like what they've done with these games is absolutely for a fan of the show, it blows my mind. You know, I, I, I like this. You get to be your own character, but playing with these other people. And um, this time, it's not the RPG battle mechanic is different. Like it's actually like a grid based thing. Like it's not quite XCOM, but you do have to factor in like the range of effect of an attack from your enemy and where you're supposed to be positioned on this grid in order to be more effective and to not get as damaged. And you have to make sure you have, you know, people who can inflict damage on your team as well as people who can heal you up or maybe put a shield over you. So it's a little bit more involved than it was in the last game as far as thinking about things that you're doing in battle than last time. So like because earlier this year I was having so much fun playing Mario and Rabbids, like I'm kind of actually into this. So I'm having fun with it so far, and I think it's pretty funny and everything. So I'm not sure if I like it more than the last game, though. Like, Stick of Truth for me was a pretty solid game. But So that's one game that I've been playing. And now that Gabe is back... Hey, I was, checking, I was checking the, the, the chat. The Telegram? No, 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 the YouTube no. one. Because I, I figured we had some viewers, and there's oh, people yeah. writing. Oh, you should, okay. you should remember to check it sometimes. So hi, Teladia. And Chamele. Let me get on here. So Cuphead, Cuphead is amazing. So, Cuphead's <laughs> fucking great. I really, really, really like Cuphead. Like, okay, if I had to be super mega object objective, I'd say it's an okay game with with an amazing fucking style. Like if you take away the style, it's an okay game. But the style is so much part of like it's so much part of the game that you can't take that away. Like it's what makes the game. So, absolutely. Absolutely. I still have to play more than like an hour of that. I only beat like three bosses in that game. I'm playing I'm playing Art as Fuck mode, which is playing co-op with my best friend. Some it's, of the watching people play that co-op and that shit somehow makes the bosses seem like harder because like it is it is I, I assure you do you remember do you remember playing Contra on the NES yeah it's the same fucking thing like it's impossible with two people and and <laughs> we never I don't think we got 
an A yet. I think the, the max we got was an, a B. We're working on that, though. So. When you lose all your lives, can you... Oh, well, it's just one life per try, right? You, you can resurrect the other guy, but you oh, have okay. to be... I was wondering be, if they had to steal the other person's life mechanic like they no, did. No, but it's... <laughs> they it's, get, like, it's, one, I think, one hit point. The amazing part is that, you know you counter pink things? Yep. Okay, the same mechanic worked for resurrecting. Your The ghost of your friend becomes pink, basically. And you have First to go heart does. exactly, and you have to go and counter that. The problem is in boss battles, unless you die very close to each other, it's fucking madness. Oh, yeah, because there's shit all over the screen, even when you're playing by yourself. Yeah, and and, and in one of the first game, the first uh, the first levels that we played, there's that section that goes upwards, like on a tree. And Luca died at the, at the base of the tree. And I said, "Fuck it! I'm gonna I'm gonna chase your ghost till the top of the tree." And and dude, it's it's just so fun with two people. It's it's it, for the type of game that it is, it's just perfect. So yeah, two times I, I would agree that if you took away the art style, it might not be the best game in the world. But it, it's it's infused in the design of yeah, this game. It's, yeah, it's impossible. It's part and parcel. And but you know, it's not it's not like it's you know a bad you know two D platform shooting game. I mean, basically, if you like playing boss battles on old 2D platforming games like Mega Man, you get to the end boss battle at the stage, like the really hardest fuck ones near the end of the game, yeah. you know, or like the old like hard bosses from like Contra 3 or whatever like that. If you're playing on super hard mode, like that's what this game is. It's 2D boss battle the game, you know, like. Yeah. Hi, Luca. But uh, yeah, it's it. Cuphead is <laughs> so fun. It's so okay, fun. to be fair, to be fair, we both die a lot, like a lot, a lot. Sometimes I, I fuck up completely. So yeah, Luca, Luca, it, he said in the chat. Of course, it had to be a story where I die, and it's like he, normally he's like the master of video games, especially when like fighting's involved in the oh, game. fighting so. games. It's it's a no contest. Like is the yeah. best. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, Cuphead, thumbs up all around. Gus, do you, do you have anything to add about this game, your experience with it? Yeah, you know what? Like, I, I feel like, I feel almost contrarian to Cuphead, even though, like, I do like it. But when I played, like, the first couple of bosses, like, I have, I feel like, I first, that weekend where I, like, where it came out and I played it and, like, I was dying a lot. And I was like, whatever, because I, I had heard, yeah, this is going to be that kind of game. And, and then, like, I beat the first, like, few bosses, and I remember just feeling like it took a while to beat these bosses, and this shit feels sort of tedious, and then I just kind of put it away, and then then I kind of, like, wised up a bit, and, like, my mood got a little better, I guess, and I was like, I feel like I really have to be in the mood for a game like Cuphead, and I understand 100% why people, like, love this game, and it's a really cool-looking game. I'll and tell you, though, yeah. But Gabe, Gabe actually nailed it. I, I feel like if it not for the style, like I, it would just be like this. Okay. Yeah. If now that I think about it, I'm not sure I would I would love it that much if I played it solo though. Like playing it with Luca co-op, I can imagine. Like it, even if you die, like you're not mad. It's a fun. It's a fun, goofy experience. It's fucking fun as hell. Like it, it really adds up. So I think like the game probably. Because I had heard that they like it got you know it got delayed I think like so many times and they were yeah, adding like these platform did. stages but like it seems yeah. like the game should have just been like a boss rush style of game. 
It sort of is. Like and it, the, it, it is in some respects. Yeah. But the, these, the platforming stuff, I was, I'm like, kind of like, eh, okay, it's okay. But the boss stuff, it, while it can feel like it takes a long time, but boss fights are usually like three minutes, like tops. It's like, those yeah. are fun, at least. Yeah. They are fun. But, you know, it's, I knew exactly what we were getting into when this game came out. Like, I knew it was going to be hard. I know that's what it's notorious for, but like, man, I get fucking mad at this game all the same. I got pissed, like more mad that I've been in a game in a while. Like, I don't even think I got that mad during like the last Dark Souls game. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm not making that comparison like everybody else's. It's the Dark Souls. Of I fucking hate that. Like, I'm just saying, like, that's probably one of the last like hard games that I've played. And Cuphead by far made me way angrier. But the best part is that it's quick in restart. Like yes. the only boss that gave me problems in Dark Souls 3, for example, was the what the fuck is it called? The old the old king? No. The guy with the dragon. You know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. He's, he's mounting a dragon and then you fight him without the dragon. Oh, 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 yeah. He's like up in the, uh, you have, that's like the special area. Like, he's yeah, the optional bosses, but he's the hardest boss in the game. Exactly. That's the only boss that gave me problems. And, and I feel like if I, if I could, if I could just restart it right away, it would have been better. Yeah, you have to go back to the bonfire and you exactly. have to run back there and then and, we'll go through the Cuphead, cloud and then see Cuphead the Cuphead is amazing. It has that that weird trials uh, feeling, you know, where you just it does because you can actually like if you fuck up and you're not dead, you could just hit eh, retry and then exactly. So yeah. it's quick. It's it's you know it's snappy. And it is, and that's and that's smart. And so I really hope that this team comes back with something you know that's going to appease Cuphead fans because I mean it's had pretty much praise all across the board and for good reason. It, it's a really cool game. The art style, like I've always been a person who prefers older entertainment than more modern entertainment anyway like <laughs> black and white tv shows and old cartoons like looney tunes are my jam so <laughs> you know when i first saw that this game was being made i was like no i don't I, we'll see how it's going to be like the fact that it came out and it's actually really solid is great taladia hd gamer in the live chat says for cuphead in his opinion it's a fun game playing solo but you can get mad at it on solo mode. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Fucking fire out of my eyeballs. I got so mad. Um, Especially like, because the way, because like my, my nitpicky reaction to Cuphead was like, I would at least have loved fight when I was fighting a boss, like, like a Konami style indicator, you know, like Konami bosses back in the day, they would like glow. And yeah. the more damage, the closer you were to beating them, the faster they glowed yeah. and that shit. Like, I wish I had something like that or, like, an energy meter. But then, like... You get an indicator, but only you after you die. You get it, but only after you die, which is such a fucking... Yeah. What a fucking troll way. Like, I was that close? Fuck so many, it? yeah. So many times you were inches from the fucking flag, man. I'm like, you <laughs> fucking game. I think that was it too. Like I, I basically just submitted to the game with at one boss. I'm like, you know, fuck this. Like the hardest thing about this game, by the way, is the RNG. Because yeah. you can start a stage like and you're in your mind, you're like, okay, well, I'm having trouble on this platforming stage. I'm just gonna like kind of memorize my way through it, but the patterns change each time you restart. Yeah, it's the first time it's the first thing we noticed because we tried to to exploit the game here and there, but yeah, nope. 
But that, that's also that's probably my only negative thing about the game is that I, I do appreciate the RNG because it does keep you on your toes and it keeps yeah. the challenge present. However, like if you're on one of those boss stages and you get handed uh, a pattern like right out of the gate that you know is like one of your toughest patterns, like you'll just yep. be like, eh, nope, retry. And you might keep doing that until like you get a pattern that you're looking for. So you, you like you're kind of cheesing in that way. Yeah, we were happy when the we did the, in this game. When we did the cake lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were happy because I don't remember which what the particular enemy was. If if Luca remembers it, that we were always hoping to get as for like first. Like she she throws at you like three enemies, right? Yeah, the waffle one is really easy. The dude that's a ball is really easy. But there's this guy who comes out and he goes diagonally and then down across it's the probably screen. Probably that like, one. He's, he's and a there's bitch. shit flying out of it, right? Yeah, he's a bitch. I fucking yeah, hated that guy. That one. <laughs> okay, let's call him the bitch. Fucking. And then there was another one. It was like a gumball dude running back and forth. Just oh, sp- that that's no, that's the easiest one, man. Yeah, he he was the easiest one. But okay. like, yeah, it's only that one guy that I thought was really a bitch. So. Luca and Talati have chimed in. Oh, Jawbreaker? Yeah. <laughs> was it the Jawbreaker? Maybe. I don't think he was. No, Jawbreaker was the jaw, the, the ball, dude. He had the big Jawbreaker with a little Jawbreaker, and then they were just kind of... That was easy. The, they were just going in a circle, and you just kept jumping over them and then shooting. Yeah, I, that was yeah actually, you're right. It, it was something that went diagonal and then plopped down. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Fucking Cuphead, fucking right. Uh, I had been playing Shadow of War. Um, all I can Me say too. is that I think it's better than the last game in pro- pretty much every way. I mean, it's more of the same, though. It's just there's it's more, more variety. Of the same. It's more more of the same. Like there's more variety in there's the outdoor areas yeah. that you're playing in. Um, you know, there's there's more abilities for your character to learn and everything for you to. So it's. And for me, so far at least, in the earlier part of the game, I've only put in a few hours. But like, the the nemesis the nemesis system still feels like more of the same to me as well. So I mean, if you liked Shadow of Mordor, which I did, I didn't think it was a great game. I didn't think it was game of the year. It was average for me. It was somewhere in the middle, you know. And let's keep in mind that it came out when nothing else came out. Yeah, that that year there was not a lot yeah. of great games that came out that year. Um, but if you like that game, this one I think is better. But if you were burned out on the last game, this one it probably isn't going to hold your attention too much either. So um, the story is way more ridiculous, though. I, I think I preferred the story the first time around, Shadow of Mordor, because it was a bit more it's grounded. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit more grounded for Lord of the Rings. But this is just like, wee, like you know. Yeah. Early in the game, fucking of course, Smeagol makes a return again. And it's like, man, this motherfucker, they found a way to work him in again. It's like, I love Smeagol and everything, but it's like, it just doesn't feel like nothing you playing, in this game. Are you playing it on PC or PS4? PS4. I'm playing it on PC, and I spent a good three hours looking for solutions to move the camera farther away back. Because I fucking hate that camera. Like, I don't wanna I don't wanna have my eyes in front of the ass of the guy and not seeing shit around yeah. like when there's combat it's it's good because it you know it pans out the camera but when you're just going around it's so close to the character that I hate that shit 
I also played Knack 2. That's something I forgot to mention the last time that uh, Gus and I... Right, had... there was a second Knack game <laughs> that came out. <laughs> I know everybody was just like, oh, fucked up. I think my, my hot take on that is that the original game was actually quite fun. And if it was a $40 game instead of a $60 game, I think a lot of people would have enjoyed it a lot more than they did, which was not very much, I guess, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Knack, I had a lot of fun with the game. It was not great. It wasn't perfect by any means, but I think it was one of those really cool, fun games that just, they're kind of rare. Like, I miss those old 3D beat-em-up, you know, platformy kind of games. Um, the problem is, is that it was very formulaic, and they kept recycling that formula through that first game over and over and over again. So in this game, they tried to diversify things a bit more. There's more platforming sections. The battles work a bit differently. There's a bit more going on in the battle, so there's a little bit more action involved, and there's some more puzzly type things to getting through the platformy parts of the stages as well. Um, I would say if you played the first Knack, though, and you did not enjoy it at all, this game's probably not going to change your mind, even though it is, in pretty much every way, a better game than the first one. Uh, it's a beautiful-looking game, by the way. I think is, I think... is this one is this one supposed to be more co-op friendly? Like... I think I think it is supposed to be more co-op friendly, but I haven't. Videos, I usually play solo, so I really can't comment about that. But I think the videos that I've seen, yeah, prior to release, made it more. Why solo. are you playing solo? You have the perfect partner for that. Who Evan? Yeah, because he wants to fucking play Minecraft and uh, Ro Roblox is a, you know, mobile game. And there's another one pixel shooter 3d or something like yeah. pixel junk three. I don't fucking know what it's called. Pixel junk shooter. Yeah. He doesn't even play like plants versus zombies garden warfare on the PC so much more. He's usually glued to the tablet. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not my realm. So another game that I played was that I waited to play it and I, and I expected to love it. Automata. Yeah, talk about that because I haven't played it. I I got bored very very fast, and it's Yo. strange because I love the first one. Like I really love the first one. I was on board before it became a cult. Okay, I bought it on a whim, and and I ended up loving it. Um, especially for for the bold final choice which i'm not gonna spoil because it's fucking amazing um interrupt you real quick one, there are people requesting perma bands on neogaf so i guess gus wasn't alone and wanting yeah. that so anyway <laughs> i'm sorry continue yo i don't blame i i don't blame gabe for feeling that way but i love near automata but gabe can continue because i have thoughts too because <laughs> i think oh i want to i want to hear i want to hear your thoughts after this so um okay it does things there are, there are a couple of things that are fucking beautiful almost mesmerizing like the animations of b2 are perfect like i don't have any other word to describe it many set many things in the combat are very good not perfect but it's i don't know it has this dull feeling that it gives me i don't know why like i, I really want to love it i i i stopped playing it Maybe I'll pick it up again in the future, but just the story didn't convince me. Uh, I don't know. 
You know, I I never got around to playing the last one, but like this one looked like it would be interesting to me. Um, but a lot of the gameplay footage that I saw online, I will say, kind of left me kind of like could be interesting, but also seems kind of blah. It's like um, I don't, bl- yeah, I don't blame Gabe for feeling that way about the gameplay, or at least how the game is kind of structured because. It's and this is my fir- first experience with that like franchise, so I didn't play like what what is it, Drakengard, right? And then there was yeah, Nier after yeah. that. Like I didn't play either of those, and I just bought Nier Automata just on a whim. And like I, you know, if, for people who don't know, like that game, you don't just play through it once and then you're done with it. Like you have to play it like a couple of times. But it's not like you know you're doing like a traditional like new game plus sort of thing like the game is split into like several endings throughout and ultimately like i have like i have to be honest man like i find near automata to be a beautiful game like i am legit using that adjective like there was because i played through the first route right it was like the first ending of the game and the story was fine like you know it was like oh okay like these android these are androids are in a war and then this is a whole game about like existentialism and all that and then I saw the credits for that first part, and then I played through the second part, which is through the, through the perspective of the other character, uh, 9S. Uh, and then you go through that. And then, yeah, like, it was a, at a point where like, I had kind of got tired of the game where I, like, I didn't want to stop playing it, but it got exhausting because the gameplay is not like top-tier platinum stuff, but still, yeah. like, okay. It's, it's serviceable. It's serviceable, and then, but, like, there is a bit of like mundaneness to it, and like some of the side quests, like there there are some pretty good little mini stories in the side quests, <laughs> but some of it's also tedious. Like I don't blame people for like falling out of that game by that point. Like if they saw the second route, and then like the third time through, you're like a whole new character, and you're kind of getting the rest of the story, and you know it's just like kind of interesting just watching the events play out of the story like i don't want to spoil it for people like i think people should play it if they can if they can find the patience for it i guess we i want to play it point. because what you're saying and what i know from the previous one it's bound to have something good like that i that i really enjoy story-wise yeah like i really enjoyed where the story went how the characters like behave towards the end but what really got me and like i kid you i'm not kidding like emotionally like was like the end credits because it wasn't just the story still didn't end with the end credits <laughs> and there, there was a moment and i don't know if you actually know gay like about the end credits and i don't no. without going into detail like it becomes a big social thing if you're connected if your playstation 4 is connected to the internet and it becomes like a big social little experiment, actually. Mm-hmm. I heard and, about this on a and podcast. It, and it's like a moment of like this togetherness. And it's and it on the surface, it's just this arbitrary like little thing where like other people join in on this thing, but like just emotionally, like it was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like everything Don't just, tell me, don't tell me because Yeah, I won't no, I won't. But like <laughs> I that after all that too, and I'm saying this as someone who actually got tired, like exhausted playing through the game after a while. I put it down for some time, like, and then I just went back to it because I'm like, I want to see this through. I'm glad I saw it through. Like I fucking loved what I like at the end of by the end of the game, like I fucking loved it. I felt something like when I fucking played that. And I didn't think I would because people were already saying stuff like that. 
And, you know, like, usually I'm that type of person where if someone hypes something to death, like, it kind of affects, like, it lowers mm-hmm. my expect my entryway and expectations. But no, like, I don't know. And, I again, like, there are things to legitimately criticize about the game gameplay-wise and, then like, mechanic-wise and all that. But, like, I'm just still so glad I saw that fucking game through. And it's, like, one of my favorite games. Like, I'm so glad, like, I got to play it. I will pop it back in again someday, man. At some point, like, because it, it, it was super cool. Like, it was just a super sweet moment, basically. And and I'm glad. Like, I'm so glad I stick to it. Like, I did not feel that much when I fucking finished Zelda. Because, like, <laughs> Zelda, it was like, oh, 100-something hours, and then this thing happened. That's, that's kind of cool. But near Automata, I felt something. <laughs> are you gonna get? Are you gonna get Odyssey, Gus? Od- Mario Odyssey or yeah, I have it pre-ordered. Yeah, I already like paid that fucker off. I'm not even gonna be able to play it on the first day either because I got to work. And then Me after neither. I get out of work, my wife and I are gonna go see Evil Dead the musical locally. Oh, nice. I'm going to a <laughs> Halloween party that night. I can I can bet that Luca would want to come to you <laughs> to the musical. Yeah, he's a big fan of Evil Dead. Oh, speaking if of you Evil Dead. If you're in, somewhere in the front rows, which we're not, because we only bought tickets like two weeks ago, like it's the splat zone because like I guess blood is going to like spray out <laughs> on the audience members and stuff. Speaking of Evil Dead, the uh, last... Damn, it's been two weeks already since this convention. I went to... So I went to New York Comic Con, and I went to the panel for Ash versus Evil Dead, the TV show. Yeah, um, and that was like legit the first time I existed in the same plane of existence as Bruce Campbell, like on the same like level. And it was so fucking cool to see that dude in person and the cast of that show. And they showed like the season premiere of that of the show, like it's supposed to air in February. That was such a fun time, man. Like those fans are nuts. They packed the Hammerstein ballroom. I love that show, but like I felt like as as fun as it was, like I thought like even for like Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, whatever. I felt like season two was like way over the top. Yeah. Like, so I'm kind of worried and like, you know, they're on, they're out there right now and they're like, well, you know, there's a lot of people saying, why isn't Ash versus evil dead like airing right now? Cause it's fucking Halloween and that's what it's done the last two years. And it's like, well, there's this little internet show called stranger things that's busting out right before Halloween. And, you know, it's interesting because nobody wants to compete with an internet show right now, of all things. But yeah. um, also, that like, the cast members of Ash vs. Evil Dead, like, don't know what the future of this show are going to be. Like, Bruce Campbell yeah, was online and saying, like, they're like, uh, listen, if you like this show, like, subscribe to the Stars like, streaming service or get Stars on your TV or buy the DVDs and watch them because, like, if you're not doing that stuff... Eh, you know, like, I don't really know how much longer I want this show to go on. Like, I fucking loved season one. I thought, like, if they condensed that, it could have been an awesome, like, you know, Army of Darkness 2 or Evil Dead 4, whatever you want to call it. Um, season two was fun, but it was not exactly what I'd want from the franchise. I don't know how much more they can keep dragging this out. So, yeah, they kept alluding to, like, the show, like, just I don't know if they're like running out of money or it's just not all the money's not all there. They don't know if they can keep going. Yeah, I mean, I guess that from what I understand, they've written the third season so that the ending is okay if they don't go further. But yeah, but I, I had fun with it so far. Like I'll I'll be watching season three. I mean, I have stars on my TV package for that very reason. So 
We'll be waiting until 2019, though, I guess, for some Game of Thrones, but what the fuck? I still haven't watched the final. Gabe bitching about Game of Thrones next season. That was so great. It it, it won't happen. I I still haven't watched the final episode of the the last season. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) I don't give a fuck. You watch the rest of the season, though, and you don't watch the final episode. Look, look, pick the ticket. Because you gotta get in line along with Luca. That's like driving to the concert and then staying yeah, yeah, in your probably. car in the parking lot. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I get to fuck in the parking lot, you bet your ass I'm gonna stay in the parking lot. You do, but it's a big old hairy, smelly dude. Okay. See, he has no. He's he's open to anything. Yeah, he's got a shot no. after all. Yeah. <laughs> I just came. I came back to. Us hairy, smelly dude. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, anything else you're waiting playing? Um, yeah, there's one thing I did actually want to talk about. Um, Nintendo, they've got a lot of praise going on. I heard they're doing okay, those guys at Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, with Mario coming out and the Nintendo Switch selling like fucking crazy and the SNES Mini dropping, which Gus talked about last time. Go check out that podcast. Um, There's something that got completely overlooked, which I think is a big fucking deal. And I wrote something about this, and I think Gabe probably read it because I sent it to him, and it's not up on the website yet. But The Miiverse. Um, well, that's part of it, but uh, what, more importantly, in January 30th, 2019, Nintendo have announced that they are once and for all closing the Wii Shop channel on the Nintendo Wii. Yeah. Now, the Nintendo Wii does not just exist on the Nintendo Wii anymore because it's also flawlessly emulated on the Nintendo Wii U, which we know doesn't have the largest install base, but it still has well over 10 million people who have those consoles. Um, (laughs) This means that if you need to transfer your account from a Nintendo Wii to a Wii U, you can't do that anymore. This means that if your hard drive inside your Nintendo Wii dies, you cannot go back to the Wii channel, the Wii shop channel, and re-download all of your purchases. Um, That's potentially hundreds or depending on who you are, maybe thousands of dollars flush down the drain. There's no way to access that content anymore. This is the digital future that everybody is raving about, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm sorry we didn't talk about this earlier in the show. I've been thinking all show. There's fucking something news-wise I forgot to talk about, and this is what it is. This is something, you know, like, you can bring this up to a lot of people, and what they say is like, oh, well, that's just a very Nintendo thing to do. That's Nintendo for you. Nintendo doesn't yeah. do smart Nintendo's things. Nintendo's got a Nintendo is the, is the answer, always. Right, but... Like, you're telling me that 20 years from now, Microsoft and Sony are also going to keep their servers going for, like, the PS3 and the Xbox 360? I'm not positive that that is... Hold on. Taladia HD Gamers, you have news that you wanted to share with us. Is this related? I'll get to you in a minute. Uh, Let me know if it's related to this topic, and then I'll work it in. But, uh, yeah, share your news, and we'll get to it after this. Um, 
I understand that there's reasons to go digital. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to have my games, you know, filling up a bunch of shelves in my place. I like to have, you know, space not, uh, you know, being taken up all over the place. I like that. I like that I don't have to worry about going to the shop to get my stuff. There's a convenience factor involved. And it's like you're trading that convenience Okay, I, I understand those points and do whatever you want with your money, but you're trading that convenience to say, hey, I'm willing to maybe only have these games for 10 or 15 years instead of forever. You know, like what what's going to happen? Like uh, eventually, like people are like Microsoft and Sony will never do that because it doesn't cost them anything to keep those servers going because 10 years from now, barely anybody will be downloading anything on it. And it's like, that's not how this works. Again, this is business, and in business, eventually, someday, they're going to say, it's not really financially viable for us to keep these servers open. You know, pe enough people have moved on. That we're not going to piss off too many people. Yeah. We can get the servers off the PS3. We can get the servers off of the Xbox 360. Microsoft is probably going to have this going a lot longer because now the Xbox 360 ecosystem is baked into the Xbox One ecosystem you know, since they're doing the whole backwards compatibility thing, which for some fucking reason Sony refuses to do. But because they have to sell you PS now. That's right. Why. Right. This is going to happen someday to you people, yeah. though, too. You know, to the people who don't think it's going to happen to them. The all digital future is not all it's cracked up to be. I mean, do you really want to trust these major co corporations with all the money that you're investing into these games? I don't, but. I'm up. I'm, I'm okay with a digital future if it's the God model. You what does that saying? mean? No, I don't know. What do you mean, the God model? Gog, G-O-G. Oh, okay. DRM free. You you can store whatever you want, everywhere you want, and it's gonna be there. Right. You own it. Yeah. You know, none so of that. This. I'm okay with. None of this, oh, you just bought a digital license to be able to enjoy this product. Bullshit. Until we you know? decide to not make it workable anymore. Right. So I'm waiting for Taladia to tell me what his his information is. Um, I don't know if I have any other news stories myself that I wanted to share. I feel like there's been other news stories that I can't recall i mean again this was an impromptu podcast so i don't have any notes or anything in front of me i'm i'm you know i'm kind of at a loss as far as that this but, is oh Talani, this wasn't this wasn't something you wanted to share on the podcast oh you wanted to talk okay. to me about it after message me now while i'm on the show because i'm going to bed after this buddy sorry <laughs> it's been a long day and, and and the fact that i'm even here doing this podcast is a testament to, to just my dedication to this because holy shit, like uh, my whole face just feels like pain because m Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, my head was so clogged with shit that I couldn't even breathe through my nostrils. And like, I swear I've got a sinus infection. I went to my schedule today was my son had a soccer game. Then there was a Halloween party that we had to bring him to. And then he had a birthday party he had to go to. And somewhere in the middle of all that, I took myself to urgent care to try and get them to prescribe me something because I'm pretty sure I got a sinus infection. So, yeah, it's not been the best feeling day for me. I'm just like, uh. <laughs> I have a question. Is, is this baseball game, whatever it is, still going on? Because is 
Gus, it's just awfully quiet tonight. That's because he's he, he's watching the Yankees lose. Yeah. Yeah, they still losing. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for the update. <laughs> that was exhausting. <laughs> I actually no. I like I, baseball and I like the Yankees too, but like I'm just I'm not. I don't even care this year. You missed like one of the best seasons this year. Then too. okay, I'm out, guys. Good night. <laughs> is this what we're gonna talk about now? No, Lottie, is this something if, that you wanted me to mention on the show? I just wanted to throw. Gus, it out there. Have you played anything else? Have I played anything else? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Oh, I've been, I've still like on and off been playing uh, Metroid: Samus Returns, but I don't. I don't feel like I have a whole lot to say about that game. Like I, I kind of realize Gabe froze on my. Um. Let's see here. Are Gabe, you still there? Gabe died. Okay. Yeah, he froze up. But um, Taladia was talking to me about because of the Batman stuff. Um, he said that WB Games Montreal is like posting a lot of like job postings. Um, and he believes it's probably for the next Batman game. And that's possible just because, um, you know, the last that we heard was Jason Schreier saying, oh, I guess the game got rebooted. Can't wait um, to fucking buy a loot box where I pick out Batman skins now and, and like, yeah. different different character types, like where I play as Dick Grayson again or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, according to Jason Schreier, the game was rebooted, so... They could be hiring for that. Like, I, I don't think they're going to be dropping Batman. I mean, I'm sure they're still going to do a Batman game, but, you know, they probably just want to take it in a different direction. So um, I wonder if they've even started looking at, like, the DCU stuff. So, like, if they, the Batman, I mean, the Justice League, like, movie and all that shit. Right. Also, uh, Taladia mentioned that he knows that Rocksteady is supposed to have an announcement coming soon. They did comment recently online that uh it's like we can't say anything yet but oh man when we do it's gonna blow your fucking minds so i am kind of curious what they've been working on like you know i I know a lot of the rumor uh mill online has been saying oh it's probably superman because they always said that was going to be their dream game but um have you seen the spider-man homecoming movie gus i have yeah is it good I you know what it is good but I kind of forgot it happened. <laughs> okay, like I'm probably gonna have the same experience. Like I've been saying that like I'm really not crazy about the Marvel verse anymore. Like I'm kind of just done with it, and I have been for a really long time. I My wife was at Target tonight though, and she picked it up, so I'll I'll up. see it soon. I don't know. I think I don't know if we talked about it like on live, like live on a podcast, but it like a lot of people like because they're because I just know nothing but nerds like usually like the consensus is like you know marvel if if marvel's not making an entertaining movie they're making like a forgettable one i guess but like i don't every time i watch a marvel movie like it, i'm like it's fine and i just move on because i feel i don't feel like i need to be blown away by movies anymore you know if i make any sense at you least know, with superhero movies not you know like I feel like it's the opposite for me. Like I used to be able to take in just those casual movies and, you know, I'd be like, man, that was fun. That was cool. And while I still find movies like that from time to time these days, for the most part, like I, it's not like I expect movies to be more exceptional, but those are the movies that I tend to like more. Like if I was to watch, 
this movie, Spider-Man, I'm probably going to, it's probably going to be forgettable for me, just like it sort of was to you, but Blade Runner 2049, holy shit. Like I thought that was... I just mean within the realm of superhero movies. I don't even mean like Blade. Like I've heard, I haven't seen Blade Runner, but I heard good things. Yeah. Like, you know, like for, I, I really like Deadpool, for example, you know, Deadpool yeah. was a really cool movie, but it was still a lot like the other superhero origin movies, but I still like that because of its humor and everything. And the, the fact that it was like a hard R rating, you know, fine, cool. Um, yeah. Logan fucking loved Logan. You like know? Logan was very Like was good. It was great. Yeah. That, that was like one of the best movies of the year for me. Like I'm if not trying to jump on 2049. That might've been my pick for the year. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to dump on Spider-Man. Like, I mean, I'm being a little facetious, but like I saw it in theaters and I was like, this is a good movie. And then I moved on with my life and that's all I need. Out yeah. of Spider-Man nowadays, <laughs> and I like the Guardians of the Galaxy, even though they're, like they're they're dumb but fun, yeah. you know. So like, I'm not entirely against superhero movies. It's just like most of the Marvel verse, like the main cast members that we're used to seeing all the time. You're just you tired know. of the Avengers, basically. Uh, basically, and I, and I hate the whole fine. rigmarole of like you know those movies aren't really like standalone movies anymore. You know, yeah. like. I was so turned off from Spider-Man Homecoming theatrically just because it's like they couldn't even put Spider-Man on the fucking cover of the poster without Is having Iron Man <laughs> next to him. Like, you know, come on. Like, make a <laughs> and he's on the DVD movie. cover, too. He's on the Blu-ray cover. Right. It, to me, it's just like it's just like product placement for like, the next Avengers is coming. You have to go see it. Like, I don't <laughs> want to go to the movies to watch a two-hour commercial. You know, like... That's how I feel about all that shit. Uh, Taladia said, chiming in here, he thinks Justice League will be a great movie to watch. And you know what? I bet it'll actually be really cool because you know what? So far, I would say... I want to be proven wrong on that because the commercials look like fucking trash. <laughs> I, I want to be proven know. wrong, though. because you know, Wonder I, Woman was amazing. Like I really, That, that like was Wonder really Woman. good. Wonder Woman was a great movie. And that is not a and I really like Batman v Superman, actually. So we'll see what happens. With Justice I think League. I'll probably enjoy Justice League more than I would an Avengers movie. You just remind me way. randomly. I got to get my Star Wars tickets still. Although I think the next Avengers movie might actually grab me because of the Guardians of the Galaxy bit. Because everyone's finally fucking coming together and fucking Thanos will finally show up after like, what, five years of like <laughs> waiting for him to show up. Well, he wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy, but you know what I mean? Yeah, that should be really like badass. But like everything else going on in the Marvel verse is like, Thor is oh, well, this, this next Thor movie is actually going to kick off a trilogy of Hulk movies. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, the fucking Hulk. Like how many failed attempts at this character do we need in the movies? Before you know Hollywood stops saying, let's invest more money on that. The crazy thing is Hulk is probably one of the more, like, he's one character that he making a movie about Hulk should be easy as fuck. And yet they keep, like, dropping the ball on it for some reason. Yeah, they can't seem to get past, I don't like, understand the whole that. Hulk like, smash thing. And, you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah, because Hulk's like an intelligent, even as the monster Hulk, he's like an intelligent guy now. I don't know why they can't. Well, Thor Ragnarok actually makes it seem like they're going that direction where he's finally not just like a fucking brute. Yeah. So. And I like Planet Hulk. Like, I like that Planet Hulk stuff, which is getting reference in there. So that's why I'm, I'm a little excited for that Thor movie. Yeah. I wish I could say the same. Like, I'm not excited for any of these superhero movies <laughs> coming up, really. Like, you know, I think 
is there something else I'm excited for this year? If there is, I can't remember. Like my two biggest movies for the year for me. Oh, Star Wars, of course. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. But I'm not as excited about that as I was the last movie. Like my big movies that I was looking forward forward to this year was It, which I liked, and it was uh, pretty good. Blade Runner 2049, which again, I'll say, I think is a fucking masterpiece. And the, the reason why Gabe brought that up before, I think he was kind of baiting me into... No, 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 no. I'll tell you why. And sorry for my, my internet just crapped out. That's um, okay. You're in Italy and you have shitty internet. I get it. Yeah. Uh, the the guys in the chat were like, were like impressed by the segues. <laughs> One goes... Like it basically dared me to hard segue Blade Runner into whatever we were talking oh, okay. about. See, the other day he linked me an article, an article by Anita Sarkeesian, who basically was like, "Oh well, here we go. Here's a misogynistic movie again by fucking Ridley Scott." And I was like, "Oh, come on, you gotta be." Kidding it was me. a great video called "Anita Sarkeesian is trying to ruin Blade Runner." Just the way she ruins everything you enjoy. <laughs> it was a great video. Look, like we, we started the show talking about the fucking the bullshit going on with Neo Gaff and everything, and we led into like the Harvey Weinstein stuff a little bit. Like I am a hundred percent for you know equality for women and not treating them like pieces of fucking meat, you know? Like, but sometimes you have to take things down oh, a little bit. Man. I wonder if this works because this is from Discord. This link I just posted. All right, hold on a second. Let me open this up. That oh, current <laughs> status for NeoGAF on Wikipedia is this is fine. Dot gif. <laughs> <laughs> and for anybody who's ever seen the this is fine meme, it's like this oh, like this an, an animated like dog <laughs> sitting in a burning room, and he's just looking around. And he's like, "Yep, this is fine." <laughs> who made that fucking edit that's great i can't wait for all the headlines in the next days oh man like i wonder if it's gonna make some like, of the journalists have already like started responding to it saying like jason schreier said he's traveling but he's gonna look into it and i think patrick klepik said that yeah. he's starting to look ask about it oh yeah Klepek he said if you have any information he said please let me know so yeah Klepek they're fishing is, klepik is gonna be all over this is big I, on this stuff. I want to know if it's going to reach like media outlets outside of gaming journalism, though. That's mm. my question. I don't know. Probably don't it's know. probably going to be you know, hot on the heels of the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Like it might at least like reach yeah, like you know uh, the New York Times like website or something. You know, it's like going to be. Like they that. play video games. They're violent and they treat women like shit because they play video games in which they fucking. I don't know. You know, you know what? The fucking game fan base earned has earned that shit, man. They, like, if if for people to, for the gaming community to be called toxic and shit, man, like that certainly didn't haven't helped matters the last few years. Yeah, yeah. I'm just true. saying. I'm just throwing that out there. True. PewDiePie didn't help. No. Yeah, we talked about that at length. Did you hear that podcast? Yeah. Yep. I'm trying Wasn't to Gabe on it after a while, actually? Oh, right at Maybe the end. Maybe it was. At the end Maybe of it. Was. Oh, yeah, he, right. he, was, he was right there at the end. He was like, oh, hi. <laughs> I just woke up, and I was like, hmm, rolled out of bed, and I saw, hey, yeah, yeah, I get on here. How you doing, guys? I'm a surprise. Just like tonight, yeah. I told you, improvised shitcast. 
So yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I had told my wife, "Hey, let's watch some Stranger Things tonight," and then I was like, "Oh, honey, we got to do a podcast because some shit's really going down." Okay, <laughs> apologize, apologize, <laughs> my behalf. <laughs> you could send oh. me money instead. I, I already did. I'm gonna that do it again, actually. That, so. that, well, let, let's hope. <laughs> All right, we've we've ran out of stuff to talk about, I think, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you so much for joining us for this very impromptu podcast. Or if uh, you're not watch, you know, watching or listening to it live, thank you for checking it out after the fact. Uh, again, bitesizeimpressions.com, and you can find me at at bitesizeimp on Twitter. Have a good night, everybody. Bye bye. Good night, world. <laughs>